Hi, my name's Theo Ruby and I'm a marketing consultant specializing in website design, SEO and small business marketing. About two years ago, I set up the Enterprise Network to offer free training and events for small businesses in London. And now, because of the current climate, we're offering weekly power hours. Every Friday, we're going to target a particular challenge. And each week, we'll have a, a small panel of experts who will give insight and updates on how you can actually overcome these challenges. If you'd like to get involved, please register or email me at theo at theoruby.com, either as an attendee or, or if you'd like to join the panel. Thank you for watching. So yeah, welcome to the Power Hour. And basically we've had five questions submitted and it's a case of just going through them, seeing what people think and maybe getting some of your feedback. And I've, I've built a page on my website to go through all the answers. So maybe if uh, I can start and then people can chip in as and when they see fit. And Theo, will you be recording this? Uh, I can do, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. I've recorded, I've actually just finished editing the other video from last week. Mm -hmm. so I can share that with you as well. Uh, if you give me two seconds, I'm just going to share my screen. There you go. You should all be able to see uh, the Zoom window now. Yes. So I've actually um, five questions. Firstly, was looking at Zoom and video conferencing and just trying to find the best uh, piece of software. Um, and then we went on to look at email marketing and then content. Mm -hmm. Hold on, it's all here. So uh, I found a really good resource that was comparing um, Zoom, join, uh, join Me, Skype, GoToMeeting, Appear, and Google Meet. Zoom's come out to be the most professional, and then Google Meet would be uh, kind of the most accessible. So if you've got someone who's not tech savvy, Google Meet is something that they could single, single click, sign on, and have a video conference within like a minute or two. Has um, that replaced Google Hangouts or is that... Is yeah, Google so 2018, Google Hangouts became Google Meet and then um, Google Chat. So they've split it up into two separate uh, kind of streams. Mm -hmm. okay. um, but yeah, historically, it was uh, Google Hangouts. But I mean, to start with, you should ask yourself, why are you using the, the software? Are you planning to do like just one-to-one -one chats or like a larger group meeting? Um, and also, do the people that you work with already have a system in place? So a lot of people use Skype. Uh, some people use Microsoft Teams. So, I mean, you don't want to push people away from software they already know if you're, work, if you're say, working with one or two businesses in particular. And then also looking at, um, do you really need all the extra features? So Zoom comes with, I don't know, 50, 60 features, but so, uh, most people wouldn't actually make use of most of them. Um, so it's just going through there, exp um, explaining kind of the applications of each of them. And for me personally, I use a mix of Google Hangouts and Zoom. Uh, so Google Hangouts, again, would be uh, kind of quick and dirty, just have a, uh, like a 10 minute video call. And then Zoom is something a bit more professional. Um, I know with Jeannie and um, Sarah, we were looking at the features last week. Mm -hmm. So I've actually gone down and listed all of my favorite features from Zoom, just to see if, well, firstly, if they'll be useful to you, but also if you even knew they existed. Um, so you can schedule a meeting and share a link in advance, which is something we did for this meeting. You can actually customize the meeting link as something I, Jeannie, I sent you the, uh, the tips on how to do that. Yes. And then sync with Google Calendar, which means all of your um, kind of invites, conferences, meetings to Google Calendar, you can automatically create uh, Zoom links for and just have them uh, kind of together. Um, you can create a waiting room. Like today, when I was sorting out my computer, you're all sitting in the waiting room rather than just jumping straight on the call. 
Mm -hmm. um, you can also set up a register page. So if you're looking for lead gen, if you're looking to build up a database, then you could use uh, the register page to start collecting emails and start um, creating subscribers. Um, some, something else I'm going to look at is co-host. So if you wanted to share the presentation with someone and maybe while I'm talking, they can do the annotations or the write-ups, uh, you can uh, kind of co-host with someone else. And then obviously if you need to, you can remove participants. Um, and then in terms of productivity, um, obviously we're doing the screen share for both hosts and participants. So any of you could now come and uh, share your screen instead. Uh, we can record audio and video. There's also multi-track audio. So it can actually record each of our voices independently. And then we can mix, I could mix in and out people's voices, just to say if people were talking over each other, or if someone had a particular point you wanted to make stand out, uh, you can actually just do that, do that as standard with Zoom. Uh, you've got the whiteboard, screen annotation, chat, which we've used, um, file share, and then Facebook and YouTube Live. Um, so you've got obviously the file share, Facebook Live, and YouTube Live, which I've just set up on here. Uh, whiteboards to annotate and then polls. So you could do like a Q&A. You could ask someone um, what are your favorite marketing tools or what, what time of day is best to send an email. And you can have like a live poll on there. Um, so yeah, out of the, the research, we really found that Zoom, Skype and Meets stood out. But obviously you got my recommendations. So it's just really what you guys would use and just maybe now to give a bit of your insight. So Sarah, um, how are you getting on with Zoom? Are you you think you'll go ahead with it? Yeah, I really like Zoom actually and I think it was particularly from last Friday that was the first time I'd ever done a group meeting on Zoom and since then I've probably done about five or six. Um, really straightforward to host. I need to figure out some of the extra stuff like the meeting rooms and scheduling in advance because at the moment I'm just sending links out last minute but um, yeah generally finding it a really accessible uh, platform and it's working pretty well for what I need it for. So um, I haven't tried any of the others. Yeah. Pardon? I just said I haven't tried any of the others. Uh, yeah, I suggest looking just at Google Meet. Um, that might be relevant for some people. Has anyone else got any input or any anything else they've tried in the past? No, I, I mean I've always been Skype. I I I kind of you know had Skype for forever and a day and got used to this, but since everything has happened, um, I did assume a few times before we've had the, the recent problems in working from home. And since I've started using Zoom, I haven't even looked at Skype once. <laughs> I, 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 I stick with Zoom. I, I gotta get my head around running a meeting and a web, because I, I do you know, stuff at Chiswick Buzz and he needs to help um, Hounslow Council run a webinar next, next week and we have Zoom. So um, this will be interesting setting up something like that with Zoom. Um, might need some help Theo on that way. I think um, the one thing I've definitely learned from the past two meetings I've done with it is to do a quick test run using the same link beforehand because if you do customize your links everyone you set up is going to be configured slightly differently so um, when, when you do the Chiswick Buzz just use the same link half an hour before check the mm -hmm. audio video settings look at the meetings and stuff and just yeah give it a, a quick trial run Okay. The, um, um, customi the customize the URL, am I right? I mean, I went through it. I haven't actually, I, I had to run one with a new client the other day and it's still only numbers. You can't actually put, call it a name. You can't actually name a Zoom 
using letters, can I you? I think you have to pay extra for that. So okay. you've got, you got the free account, which is free one-to-one -one and free up to 40 minutes for a group. But I bought, I bought, I bought, I bought a month subscription to Zoom just to be able to try out all the features. And I still wasn't able to customize the link other than by having a set of numbers. Okay. I mean, I'm going to make a note. We can have a look at that and um, just find out if it's possible. Okay. But I mean, I, I think Zoom has been fabulous. I'm, I'm, I'm a convert without, but I will look at Google Meets, but I, I, I know I've, I've really got, gotten quite used to Zoom even in this one, one or two weeks. Yeah, and I think I used to use Skype, oh God, maybe 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> but the only thing with that is you have to add people in manually by email address. So if, if you were doing something like this, you would have to get all of the data first, add them all, make sure they all connect. And again, mm. it just puts up another barrier. Yeah, no. Obviously, the other thing to mention is if you're not doing groups, then there's no reason to pay for it. So for a lot of people, if you're just doing one-to-one -one training or small consultancy, you should be able to do uh, completely fine with the free version. And then the second question we had was, is email marketing still a must to reach customers? And personally, I think it is. I, even now more than ever, I, ever, I seem to be receiving emails about COVID updates and businesses trying to still engage with you while you're at home. And I, for me, at least, the first thing I do is I'll check my email in the morning. Throughout the day, I might check it four, five, six times a day. So email is still strong. You still get quite high conversions and it's also really affordable. Um, whereas if you're doing, say, pay-per-click advertising or something else, you might pay one, two pounds per user. I think, I think the cost is normally like fractions of a penny. Um, so we're just looking at some tips when you're actually doing your own emails. Um, obviously, start by having a personalized email address, so Theo app rather than marketing app, or Genie at Think Genie rather than contact or sales app. Um, to really look at the subject lines and make sure you take out any kind of American sales, the exclamation marks and must buy nows because they don't work anymore and you're more likely to get into spam. Also uh, limit color and images. Um, we've done a lot of tests recently and found that plain text emails work better than even colored newsletters, branded, anything with a lot of photos and images looks like it's been made, made on mass. Whereas if you write, a very short, simple email, a couple of hyperlinks, no images. It seems to get a much better conversion. I don't know if any of you would prefer newsletter style or if you like the plain text style. I don't use email marketing at all. And it's not to say that I couldn't in my industry. It's just I never read email updates from people. When I join mailing lists, for me, I, I never read them. So I think because I'm not a great customer for like email lists, it's one kind of area of marketing, which I have a lot of resistance. I find myself just thinking that I don't want to do it. Um, so I've sort of stepped away from it. So I, I don't really have a huge amount to contribute when it comes to email marketing. I'd say. But a lot of stuff's interesting. What you say about um, simple text, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, simple text yeah. definitely definitely does work. Yeah, I, think. I, I, I think during this during this time we, we sent out an email from Chiswick Buzz yesterday and we've had so far a forty percent opening rate, which is huge. And um I think I think we'll finish at about fifty five sixty. It went out to about four hundred businesses locally. So I, I think it's it's an anomaly, but I think it's an anomaly for our time. People have time right now to read emails. Um yeah. so so it's just something to bear in mind when 
we're in situations like this. Yes, I would agree with that. And I've, I've, I, I'm, a, I'm an email reader, so um, it depends that the, the, um, the subject line is really powerful because hmm. that will determine whether I actually open the email or not. And I think, uh, so for small businesses, a lot of them, you don't have to email thousands and thousands of people. If you have a core group of one to 200 people and you make something that's personalized to them and you send them an email that, that actually will benefit them, makes, makes a big difference. Um, some people just send a newsletter for the sake of it, but you really have to think about quality over quantity. Uh, you've got automated and trigger campaigns. So you can set up like a fortnightly or when someone opens an email, it's give another action. And all of these things can be done in software like MailerLite or ActiveCampaign. Right. There's actually a link here comparing my two favorites would be MailerLite's kind of a free, um, free to cheap, and it's quite quick and easy. ActiveCampaign is more detailed. You get, get a lot more options. Uh, yeah, so basically you've got MailerLite for startups, ActiveCampaign for small businesses, and then Marketo or HubSpot for large companies. And something else, obviously, won't go into detail now but gdpr is obviously a big thing since uh may 2018 so if you are starting your own email campaigns just to really think about uh, privacy policies cookie banners and making sure you follow all of the gdpr laws also hubspot have an amazing uh, free crm something different we'll do a whole different topic on it but if you are looking to build up a contact list i'd suggest looking at hubspot and then the third question we had was uh, how do I create a professional email account and should I? I know with, uh, with Steve, we actually set up um, Steve at ISD Solutions. And I think for a lot of people, it's important to have um, something that builds trust, something that's professional, uh, rather than having at Gmail, at Hotmail, you really, you, you do need to have your website domain as the end of your email. Um, also, it's easy to remember and it can stay with you. So if you go from Outlook to G Suite to your webmail, your, your professional email can move with you. Um, I was looking at it and then obviously you can use G Suite where there's a referral link so you can get 20% off, uh, which I think it works out about three, uh, three pounds a month if you use this link here. Or you can use webmail, which is a little bit more complicated, um, but it's a free service. I don't know if, if any of you use something other than G Suite, Outlook, or Webmail. I use G Suite, but it's done through my website, so through Squarespace. Mm -hmm. So Squarespace take the money, but I pay about five about five pounds a month for mine, and it's my name, and then at thebingeeatingtherapist.com. And do you get the aliases, so you can have contact, marketing, sales at all for free? Well, I thought that I could, but then when I first set it up, I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I just, I never did, but I think I do. Okay. I've done it for other people from Squarespace. I'm going to unmute Marva. One second, Marva. Um, but I've done it for people on Squarespace and Wix. And it is worth paying G Suite separately because you can pay £3 instead of 5 and you get a lot more control, admin controls. So then you can have the, I have contact, sales, info, hello. And they're all included. Uh, Marva, I'm just going to unmute you now. Yeah, thanks. I, I, my website is hosted by Vistaprint. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, my email, I've got an, e an email extension with my website name. And I get all the, um, all the extensions for emails. So info, Marva at, I, I get all of those included. 
Mm -hmm. um, and that's using webmail. And how, do you have well to pay for that me. service? Or? No, it's part of the package that I've got, which is, um, I think I'm paying, it's about, um, for hosting everything, I think it's about £20 a month, something like that. I mean, this like so the hosting that I do, which is um, not top end, but SiteGrounds is one of the better hosting providers. And that works out at about £3 a month. And then the G Suite is £3 a month. So it's, wow. I mean, sometimes you have to just weigh up the, the pros and cons. Um, but yeah. I mean, if you are paying uh, £20 a month, For me, it's a customer a big... service. It is, is it quite a lot, but you know, um, what I really like about it is the customer service is brilliant. Hmm. If there's ever a problem, if I ever need to, because I created my site myself, hmm. and something, anything that's beyond my sort of technical abilities, they're really good, and they are sometimes in the middle of the night I ring them up. And there's somebody there answering the phone and for me at the moment anyway mm. while i'm learning um but i will certainly have a look at the other the other options cheaper options for later think, on yeah there's a big debate between kind of wordpress and then the kind of all-in-one builders and that's something we're mm. going to cover in, in another talk as well is wix squarespace weebly vistaprint they are really good when you're if you're setting up and you want to get a website done in over a few days and you don't have the knowledge they're really helpful but then if you're an established business and you want to take your have a lot more functionality then something like wordpress or drupal would be much more suitable okay. um also i found an article just telling you more about g suite and what what these kind of professional email providers do um i'm it'll be on the website but i'll also add it into the chat now quickly and it Thank just gives you. you an overview of all the features and, and what, what you can actually do with g suite obviously how can you make your content work harder for you so I don't know if any of you are actually writing content or um, I know some of you said you weren't sending emails, but you might be doing social media content or kind of long form content. Yeah. Um, and do any of you, obviously everyone use social media, do any of you write articles or blogs? I'm in the process of, uh, but I'm trying to find my way around LinkedIn at the moment. It's just my main platform. Okay. And it was just um, for a lot of people, I was working, I don't know if any of you know Elsa Caleb, I was working with her to try and repurpose some content. So you'd create a video, from that video, you would then create the audio file and submit that as a podcast. And then you'd use kind of a write-up to create like a, a written guide. So you can see here, um, for example, I'm doing a live meeting on Zoom. Once that live meeting has been recorded, I then download that and create a highlights video using a software called Shotcut. So that's going to mm -hmm. be a snippets, maybe a third of the length and just pick out the best bits. Right. Um, once you've got that and you're happy with the audio, you can just export the audio as an MP3 and then you've got like your own podcast. Um, actually, there's a really, really good, if any of you ever want to do podcasting, um, I can send you links to some very good free providers. And then obviously, um, kind of the takeaways from the video, you can turn, then turn into a cheat sheet. So it's more about finding the content that you've created and making, like repurposing it. Whether right. it's putting it on social media, putting it on Google Business, um, adding it to a blogging site like medium.com, or uh, splitting it up and send it out over, social, over other bits of social media in the future. Um, Can you send us an example, Theo, of a piece of content that you've done that to? Uh, the first one I'll be doing that to is the video from last Friday. I don't, okay. I've got the, there's on my website, if you go to resources and then bite-sized marketing guides, yeah. uh, there's a LinkedIn one where I've 
uh, I've done the audio and the text and the social media, but I'm only now yeah. uh, doing video for the first time just because of the, the situation everyone's in. Right. Okay. So it makes sense. If you have the video, you already have the audio waiting for you. So you might as well repurpose it, put it on SoundCloud and other, other domains just to, to try and uh, get some more traffic. Right. But I think, yeah, uh, so I'm working with Raj, who's a, more of a content uh, specialist. And basically, his main thing is be clear who you are, what you do, and the value you provide. A lot of people, if you do like the 60, 60 second pitch, or if you even writing an email or writing a social media post, some people don't really know what their what their values are, what what their really their strengths are. So I think before yeah. you do any content, know yeah. what you have to offer, and then understand uh, your USP, why someone should work with you over someone else. So like for me, I um, that's one second. I don't build websites on SEO. I try and help people find a voice online. So it's about helping them grow their business, engage with their customers. And the, w the way that you do it is only kind of a byproduct. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, but obviously once you've written all that down, it should work out your key messages and your core value, core values. Um, right. I know, sorry, Marva, I know that you, you're doing uh, therapies and wellness, but have you, have you thought about content? Is it something you're looking to do, do this year? I've um I need to do more focus content. Um, I tend to do them uh, quite ad hoc, and I'd love to be able to because I've I've moved. I don't know if you know this, but I started a um a course, um in a local centre, mm -hmm. and we had two weeks of that before we moved on to. I had to move on on to Zoom, mm -hmm. um, and that's worked quite well considering um a lot of my clients are they're not they're technophobes really, but they've adapted to it quite well. Now, you're saying I can actually repurpose my course from the recording. A video recording or an audio recording, yeah. So yeah, of Zoom. That. That's awesome. Yeah. Exactly. So um, the first thing would be to host it on YouTube. <clears throat> so there, there's free tools you can, I can send to you where you can create a video to add to YouTube. And then right. once it's on YouTube, it's just somewhere for it to live. You can then share it. So it just gives you a link to share with people. Right. And then the audio, you do the same. You put that on SoundCloud and use that as a, as a base to share the link. Ah, because I'm running out of space on Zoom. So I can actually host, download it off Zoom and put it onto, into onto YouTube. YouTube. Exactly, yeah. And you oh, get unlimited free right. storage on YouTube. Awesome. Right. Another thing, you could um, take the link from YouTube and place that link on your website. So your website wouldn't actually hold the video. It wouldn't take up any of the data. Right. It means it, people would think this, the video lives on your site. So when I'm finished with this, yeah. highlights video will actually be hosted on my site. Will, will look right. Like does it hosted on my site? Does it take Does it take them off my site? No, it doesn't. So you can actually play inside. Um, I can try and give you an example. But it's it, not embedding. Um, it's in, it's embedding. the same as in, exactly. Right. Oh, terrific. And then also, if you can chop, like take a, a phrase or a highlight and put that into a social media post. So you could do like a, I know Sarah does a lot of quotes and um, Instagram feeds. You could take like a sentence and put that into an Instagram image. If there's something like a, a thought for the day or something really powerful from it. Right. Is there a bit of YouTube? Sorry. 
Pardon? Uh, don't YouTube sometimes put adverts on, on your feeds as well? Uh, if you embed it, it's not in the embedded one. It's only when you go back to YouTube. Okay. So, for example, Genie's website, when I was creating it, we hosted a, a video from YouTube. Um, but you'll, you'll never see that on our homepage. It'll just, it'll just have the nice um, flying video. Right. Um, is there any more? I mean, this is kind of a longer example. So these are all, all the possible things I thought of. Um, again, YouTube, SoundCloud, the cheat sheet. Um, and then to create a long, another piece of content and email that out. And then from there, you've got your social. Um, posting on Google Business is actually really important. A lot of people kind of forget. But at least once a month, you should be posting something on your Google Business account. Um, and then, as we said, split up your content into shorter pieces. Share that on your social media. And then if you're a little bit more advanced, looking to get in backlinks. One, what? One day, uh, What's that? <laughs> that's people linking to your content. So if I... I wrote um, a piece on uh, goals for small business. I then got right. someone else to link to me. So their site says, have a look at this article based on goals for small business. And they give a link to my site. And that's called a backlink because it links uh, from someone else's site to your site. Right. And that's, I mean, maybe not as you're starting, but in the next year or two, that's a crucial part of being found online. Actually, just very quickly, if you can all, well, if anyone actually wants to do any SEO at any point, this website is free and it's incredible. So if you're looking, to, um, you would type in your domain, put in your location, and it'll give you a full report of everything you can do to help people find your website. Um, I might, <clears throat> I'll go into this quickly. And then the final question we had uh, was looking at SEO, which is also related to this. So we look at SEO, and then if we have time, we can maybe put someone's website into Neil Patel. Um, I, sorry, just are any of you actually doing SEO at the moment? Not yet. No. What do you mean by doing? Uh, make, making a conscious effort to update your keywords and your headings and kind of um, look at things like Google Business, making sure you're updating it. I had no idea what this even updating Google business is, what you can write articles on it or you share a link for articles. Uh, you can write every seven days, you can write a new promotion or a new article, attach an image. And then uh, when you have your Google maps result or when someone searches for you, they can pull off those articles. So for example, so you've got the, the web browser. I'm just going to move, so I'm going to move the chat window. It's just in the way at the moment. Uh, you've got the, your Google business. If you scroll down, you'll have something called updates. And then here, every time you create an article, um, it will build like a, a short story for you. Wow. So whether it's going to, you can view an offer or you can have an, a, like a, a business update or an offer, or you can do a slightly longer piece and link to a piece of content. And this is all free to do. And it just, it gives you, uh, it helps with your keyword analysis and it helps people to be able to find you when they're searching on Google. Right. So I need to have a, a Google business account? Yeah, I mean, when... I was going to ask the same thing. Uh, you do, yeah. I mean, every company should have a Google business account to create your maps result, to create your reviews. Right. So this would give you 
all the images you'd upload, all of your, whenever I work with someone, um, it's a good place to store reviews, to store images, and to, to build up like um, a portfolio of your work almost. Right. So you can see here that everyone has given feedback from that you give, you would respond to them. And let me just go back. You'd add in your address, your website, uh, all your appointment links, and then it, it just it builds a story for you. it builds a story for your business and gives you a, uh, like a, a bio as well. Oh, okay. See, I don't stuff. think I've got that bio. I think yours looks very different to mine. I set it up ages ago and just left it. You have to keep on every, I don't know, at least four times a year, keep on it. So it's kind of a habit to go back and to check it. Right. Um, but yeah, like every, everyone that I work with, I know Marvel, when we met, I did mention, obviously, Google Business and Bing. And they're, yeah. Uh, they're two really important search engines, and it's you should try and list your business on there if you can. Yeah, yeah. It also gives you see how uh, I have these six tabs underneath the name now, because I've been active for three years, and because I've built out a profile on Google Business, it now gives you this expanded search. Whereas I, I think when you first start, you wouldn't get get this. Okay. Well, I can't see any of that at the moment, but I'll, I'll, I'll watch the recording again because my, my phone's frozen. I'm just happy I can hear you. So okay. No, no worries. Well, I mean, if you have any questions, just send us an email or the bottom of the page, which I'm going to send you, there's a comments box. Right. So if, you're, if you're not sure of something, just drop a comment in there and then I'll get back to you. Okay. Thank you. Um, but yeah, this actually, uh, I think it was in November or December, I put this post out. And I got quite a lot of good feedback just based on it being quite simple and well, relatively easy to follow. So when you're building your website, every page should have a title, every uh, page should have a meta description, and you should also use a plugin like Yoast. Uh, Yoast is a, it's a free SEO tool that helps you basically to be found on Google. Right. Um, Obviously, every image that you have should have alt text. So I haven't at the moment, but I am going to go back and put alt text behind. As you can see here where it says SBPH Digital Marketing Clinic, that's the alt text that lives behind the actual um, image itself. Uh, and obviously your page speed as well. So making sure you optimize your page speeds and looking at um, making sure that your website's caching correctly. If you're using uh, Vistaprint or um, Squarespace, that's normally done for you. So if you're using WordPress, I know Jeannie and Steve are both using WordPress. So that's where something like a CDN and Yoast and Google PageSpeed Insights really comes into its own. Um, Steve, I don't know if you, have you looked much at your website since I've handed it over to you? Uh, not much. At the moment, I'm focusing on getting my, uh business product designs. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm just, hmm? so I'm going to use that as a template when I'm more ready to uh, have some more meaningful content. I've got the template there ready for me. No, that's really good. And I think, yeah, uh, maybe in, in three to six months, it might be worth just, we can have a look at your Google, your, your speed and your SEO, just to make sure it's, it's everything that you want. Um, and you can also get some free audits online. So you don't want to have to, it's not actually that technical. You can type in your website and it will give you a report based on how well you're doing, what you can do to improve. All right. So if I, 
I don't know if you're still able to see my screen or. I, um, I can't, but it's okay. Okay. Um, you can, yeah, I'll send you the screen afterwards. Make sure the things are online video before uh, and posting it in uh, YouTube. Is there a kind of optimization for, say, for example, you've got a video, it would be a good link to your page as opposed to your page to the video. Is there a way to optimize your videos? Uh, what do you mean in terms of optimizing? In terms of the size or the space? Uh, say, for example, if you do a Google search and you can, like, you can search on video, search on image, search on web page. So you might have like an educational video or a promotional video, which would be quite nice if, if uh, it comes up. Say for example, you're doing uh, like, like a online visibility mm -hmm. and you had a couple of videos around that, that it came up on the video search. Uh, that takes a while. So basically the, the, the top five or 10 on YouTube would get ranked. So for example, if you go to Google and you say, um, don't even a good example. Best conferencing software, as an example. And then if you click on Google onto videos, that will basically pull the most popular ones that have the highest the highest uh, rankings. So it's more about um, building up a presence, getting subscribers, and getting people to engage with you, and that will help you to actually be listed. So these are videos get lots of hits. Yeah, probably millions of hits. So if I got on this on PC Mag, the best video uh -oh. conferencing software, it's probably got at least a million hits, I think, to get onto the top of Google. Wow. So it's about, well, it's partly to do with the, the, uh, the title and how you share it, and in this case, how many backlinks you have as well. But I mean, if, the thing is, if you're creating a video, say, for all of us, if we're creating a video from Zoom, we're never going to get to number one in YouTube in the next year or so. It's more about giving it to the people that matter. So once I've created this, it will live on YouTube, but the real purpose is to be able to share it and to get um, potential clients, business partners to have a look at it. You're not necessarily going to be, to be ranking and to be found on Google search straight away. Are you able to see this Neil Patel page? This is basically um, free and it, it tells you what you'd have to do to improve your SEO, to improve your website. Um, so out of 100, I've got an 83% score, which means there's a few things I can change, but not too much. And then it goes through, it tells you about page speeds and then going into, into issues. So word count is a very, a very common one. And to be honest, it, some pages just don't have enough, you need 500 words. So some pages just won't have enough words to meet that. Head, to meet that. But things like H1 heading and Xcode, you can fix quite easily. So, sorry, Google prefers a higher word count or a lower word count? Has to be minimum of 500 words. Uh, well, that's kind of like the recommended. Uh, so every main page on your website should have at least 500 words. Right. Um, but okay. to be honest, for a lot of people, it's just getting the home page to have 500 words is the most important. So in terms of the H1, is it worth drilling down to the uh, HTML and making sure it's got an H1 tag on it? No, that's all done in WordPress for you. So when, when uh, we looked at Elementor, Steve, um, there's a, a button in Elementor that can give a title, a H1 element. So you would never have to touch the HTML. Um, I won't show you now because some people aren't using Elementor, but if you want to find out how, I can send you a little video. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's all automatic, so 
yeah. it doesn't have to be kind of boosted make sure you've got the right tags on the uh, on the uh, HTML license background no it's um, again with, with your website it'll be done for you that's one benefit of WordPress is that you have plugins and you have extensions that mean that you can the, a lot of it's automated a lot of it you don't have to really think or do the technical side of it I think Squarespace Squarespace has a very good um, SEO feature now as well I've used it with a client where uh, they have like a checklist and they go through 90% of what you may have on on WordPress well, even when you say it's good, it's already built in, or they just... Uh, well, it's a checklist. So on Squarespace, you have, I believe it was marketing and then SEOs underneath marketing. And inside there, you have your checklist. And then it kind of tells you when you've met each criteria. So you would have to then go and go and make the changes to meet those, that criteria. And, and Marva, in response to your question about how much I pay, yeah. I give Squarespace per year, I give them £273. And that includes three domain names, though, because I kept changing Ooh. One of them I'm going to let run out, and I think that'll be 30 quid off that. Um, the right. other two domain names I'm going to keep. Um, so that's the okay. yearly cost. Right. And I think um, if any of you are interested, with, with WordPress, it would be £60 per year and then £6.50 per domain. So you could, there's, um, you could use something like Namecheap or another domain provider to buy your domain and then SiteGround hosting would be £60 per year. Okay. Um, but I think, again, when you're starting out the first couple of years, I, now I do see the benefit of Squarespace, whereas before I was focusing purely on WordPress. But I think for some people, it, I think Squarespace might be a good option. For someone like me who just doesn't understand any of this stuff, and I knew I could buy domain names elsewhere and transfer them across, but even that at the time just felt like a thing that I didn't have the brain space for. So everything was there. So I've actually been pretty happy with them on the whole. I know I pay a bit more than a lot of other places, but they're working mm -hmm. for me at the moment. And so how, how easy is it how easy is it to migrate across? You know, like is that was that Sarah talking? Was that you, Sarah? Yeah, that's right. Um, I didn't migrate okay. anything across. I just built it from scratch in Squarespace, so I don't know how to move stuff. Yeah, so I'm asking um, Theo, um, how easy would it be for Sarah, for me, for instance, mm -hmm. if I wanted to migrate from uh, Vistaprint to Squarespace or anywhere else? Uh, if it's a case of going uh, to WordPress, then you probably have to copy and paste over the, the text and the images. Uh, there are, you can pay for some tools. So if you wanted to go from one builder to another specific builder, uh, you yeah. could probably pay for a tool that would convert it. Um, but normally okay. I would, I'd say just rebuild it by copying and pasting. If you've got less than, um, than 20 pages, it, it's probably a better option. Right. And Mar Marva, if, if customer service is a big one for you, Squarespace mm. don't offer any telephone support. It's all text, which is a shame because it's really nice to talk to people. So yeah. that's something that you really value. Yeah. Uh, just bear that in mind. Sure, we'll have a good think about it. Yeah, I mean, with, with WordPress, it's, it's open source. So basically, you, you pay a hosting provider and they can deal with your technical bits. But in terms of the design and the functionality, it's kind of your responsibility. Uh, so okay. yeah, if you're, if you're not sure and you don't want to hire a designer, then in, in, um, Vistaprint might be a good solution just for now, basically. Yeah. 
I mean, for, for me, I offer kind of packages. Someone might pay £100 a year, and that would include their hosting and their maintenance. So at least they know for, yeah, about £100, they're covered for an entire year. So in terms of being covered, is that SEO covered? And I know um, that's, just, that's just if anything fails. So that's if you find a bug on your site. Um, SEO is like an ongoing thing. So you could either on a, a monthly or quarterly uh, basis, you should be updating your SEO. Right. Um, and that's even no matter uh, what builder you're using, your SEO is a bit independent. So your SEO would be the titles of your, your pages, the content and the keywords that are on your pages. Hmm. And there, there's a lot, obviously with SEO is quite a broad topic and there's a lot of different um, factors that go into it. I think to simplify it, you should use, as I said, something like uh, neilpatel.com would just give you the basics. And then if, you, if you're covering the basics, you're doing more than most people. Because it, it's quite um, quite an intensive topic. When you do um, maintenance, Athea, when you mentioned that £100 package, mm -hmm. do, you, do you mean like you'll update the apps and things like that in the back end and update, um, is that, that included? Yeah, so that's updating the plugins and just making sure everything that's already there is working correctly. Okay. It wouldn't be building a new page or doing uh, extra design work. No, but it's all the back end stuff and things exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. So that would be looking at your plugins, looking at your CDN, and making sure every, all, all the parts of your site are connected and working properly. Yeah, but that includes it, cause, well, I'll talk to you separately. I'm getting spammed like mad with my using my uh, um, inquiry form. Yeah, my um, you can, I just did a recapture for someone. So you can set up something called a recapture, you know, the Google uh, symbols. Okay, yeah, because it's driving me mad. I get one a day, two a day, it's driving me crazy. Unfortunately, even with the recapture and security, you will still get some. There's, um, there's a plugin. Actually, I'll write these down now. Okay. Um, just so people know. So there's. One second. Um, so it's recapture is the first one to look at, and then the second one is Askinet. A S K I N E T. And I think, Steve, as well, it might be worth uh, you having a look at them. And if you're getting spam, putting them on your site. Maybe send it to us after, because we're the only two on WordPress. It's taking time. I will do, yeah. But yeah, so basically, if you go into your plugins, I'll send you the links. Thank but anything you. new you'd want would be found there. Thank you. One issue so I've got is not spam, but uh, I've subscribed to a... Uh, what it's called now basically so what you get subscription pages so you keep getting the uh update notifications which you get the paid in the neck mm -hmm. i mean Whereas your plugins are going to update uh every couple of weeks so it's a case yeah. of either turning off the not notifications and then every month just check it going in and updating your plugins or looking at having automatic stuff automatically update so let's stop with it. uh so you're familiar with uh i've got to find it now uh Eugenie. I've heard of that. Oh, that's the um, the GDPR. Is that correct? Uh, it's a again, it's a kind of networking. Uh, it's on. It's an app on your phone. That's yeah. Susan Caban Susan Cabani. It is it? That yeah, that's mm -hmm. the one. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, every time somebody posts to it, I get an update uh, to my email. Oh, that's just notification. So that's notifications from a specific app or plugin. So that's really how how you set it up, and you can just go in and update the settings. So I have to go to the app, not on my web 
Well, you go into the app. I mean, if it's an issue, you uh, you can just contact her or go onto the website. Is there a website address for the app? Uh, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's purely related to the app itself. Because they can get a bit frustrating sometimes when you get a million notifications. Um, I mean, now a lot of people um, ask you to opt in because of GDPR. Uh, but some uh, less well-maintained apps might just constantly keep emailing you. So it's worth just, yeah, go to settings and then go to notifications. Uh, okay, I'll check that later. Um, just as an overview from what we covered, was there anything, anything missing, anything someone wanted to add from video conferencing, email marketing, any of these, any of these topics? Actually, I don't know if you've covered that already, but uh, my use of... Uh, setting up a, uh, an invitation on Zoom is mm -hmm. that the email the invitations get a bit fiddly. Mm -hmm. And I've um, only tried it twice. I mean, to be honest, you, uh, when you create a, um, a Zoom account and schedule a meeting, are you thinking of scheduling or just going live straight away? Uh, scheduling. So if you schedule a meeting, it will give you a link, and that's like a, a long link. And then you can copy that and share that with anyone. Uh, you can either make that unique or you can just make that your meeting ID. Um, I, I'm going to go on to it now. I don't know if you'll be able to actually see my screen because uh, it's, it's a Zoom screen. Can, can you see the Zoom settings at the moment? Uh, uh, just, uh, yeah, okay. You can see general video audio share screen. Yeah. Um, great, yeah, so when you're in here, you can actually, when you're setting out for the first time, you can pick the link. I'm just going to see if I can find it here. I think as I'm currently in a meeting, it's not giving me that option. Oh. Um, but as I was saying with Jeannie, you, you can personalize the link, but I, we don't believe you can have words. It can only be in uh, numbers. Anyway, I've, um, I've got the hang of it now, but it was a bit fiddly the first time I did it. And I think that the reason um, earlier on I had a normal Zoom link and then a secondary link I had for this meeting. And I think if you're starting out, it might be worth just keeping it as one single link. So every, every so it's, if you can see my ID is 953-079-3693. And that would be the end of the link for every single meeting. If you've covered it, are there any video conferencing where you're, you're doing just a very occasional, more than uh, 40 minutes, and there's a page you go uh, extended conference. Is that one-to-one uh, -one or one-to-many? One-to-many. Um, with, with Google Meet, I think you can do up to, I need to check actually, I believe it's either 10 or 30 people. Um, and that would be kind of my go-to suggestion. Uh, let me just see. I believe, yeah, I believe it's, uh, it's up to 100 people. So they, they've now expanded it so that you can cover 100 people at once. Um, I believe for this, you would have to have your G Suite account, but um, I set you up on that, didn't I? So you've got your G yeah, Suite account. Yeah, I've got that, yeah. So yeah, you should be covered. Um, I'm just going to put this link in the chat just so you can go for it when we finish the call. Okay. The reason I ask that is in a couple of weeks' time, I'm hosting a... Uh, equipment of a pub quiz or is that just the uh, trade union club quiz uh, and obviously I don't want to do the uh, 
pay for the pro version or something I'm going to do very rarely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that'll make sense. Um, I used Google, I used Google Meet with a friend last week, and it's the video is not quite as good as it, it just it's not quite as well polished as Zoom. But for something like a pub quiz, I think it'd be perfect. Yeah. But the other thing, the workaround is just set up, say, two or three uh, 40 minute sessions, and just switch to each one after 40 minutes have gone. Yeah, I'll just do like a half an hour, maybe half an hour, because people like to talk afterwards and before. Yeah. Half hour session and yeah, yeah. swap to the next and, one. And cut, come back in 15 minutes. Exactly. I mean, it's, you said it's just a one-off. You're not going to be doing this on a regular basis. Uh, probably maybe around June, July. Uh, if uh, that face-to-face -face training is not going to be, still not going to be an option, then I may have to look at doing one-day training courses uh, on Zoom, which would be a challenge, particularly if there's dropout issues mm. and if participants get dropout issues. No, that makes sense. Um, did you have any other questions? Obviously, I know that you, you missed the first part and I can go back in detail with that with you afterwards. But apart from uh, the first section, is it, did you have any other questions or ideas? Not this stage. The, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead, sir. Actually, what we could do is say each week is have, a, say, 10 minutes of matters arising uh, from the week before. So if it'd be worth revisiting. Yeah, no, I'll be, I'm making that's a good idea. Just if anyone has any questions, it might help other people as well. Theo, all I was going to say is that each one of these was a really meaty topic. And I think, mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm a little bit, not overwhelmed, but there's, I, I need to see your notes and I need to see the things afterwards to see everything. I, I almost think you could limit it to two meaty questions or, or whatever, because I think there's enough, um, you know, and the topics are all really good topics. So I just... Mm -hmm that this is great so definitely that that that's not the issue but i think it was a lot yeah uh, I mean, i'm going to send you just now so you have the write-up so you have all of the text mm -hmm. i i agree like i um we had i think it was like over 20 questions submitted and from those these were the five that i thought would be the most helpful to the most most people they, i mean they were, all, just, they were all helpful yeah we could do a whole webinar and only touch the surface of seo um is there one in particular you think would be good for a follow-up apart from that I actually think I actually think almost all of those topics um, were 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 good. I mean, I, I, obviously, video conferencing is very hot right now for the obvious reasons. Mm. Um, so I actually think it was really interesting that there's so many options out there, and the fact that you talk about Google Hangouts, and I would love to see something where we almost had like a five minute demo of each like the top three or something that you're recommending and just the, those, the differences between them. You know, I don't, it's great to see that there's six or seven or whatever, yeah. but there's three that came out the highest, which is, you know, the Zoom, maybe Skype and, and then Google Hangouts and then just mm -hmm. even spend five minutes with you going through just the, the bits in there. I would find that really interesting. No, that's good. And one thing I did mention, obviously it plugs in with your G Suite. Um, just while we're here, I'm just going to go back into that. So if I go into my Gmail, Basically, whenever you create a calendar invite for someone, it'll actually already give them that meets link. And then, so you and them will always have access just sitting in, in the calendar and in the email itself. Um, so it means you don't have to worry about creating a Zoom link. You don't have any, any other hurdles or questions at all. So you've got add location or conferencing. So if you say did a G Suite chat, Steve. Uh, as soon as you click on location conferencing, 
you click add conferencing and it's all there for you. And then you've got the link, you've got the dial-in number, you can edit that link. No, but Jeannie, I, I, like, I think you were completely right saying there's, there is a lot to go through there and I, I will it, try it was, and break it, it up. It was all good, so no, there's, no, there's no complaints, but it's just, it was mm. a, bit, a bit too much, it was meaty. I wanted to know, you know, I probably could have got on for a few minutes more on the, like I said, on the um, video conferencing and I, find, I still find email marketing interesting. Um, mm. And uh, and SEO, all the topics were, were <laughs> relevant. So just quickly, so you, you said uh, Mailchimp. Are you happy with Mailchimp? Then you think that's no. It's not so much mail. It's not so much I'm happy. It's what I'm used to. I mean, I, I'm a dinosaur. Not really. I mean, I'm I'm okay techie, but I get stuck. I should say probably with. I get very complacent because I get used to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have had to get to know Active Campaign because Chizzy Buzz uses Active Campaign, and I doing there you know I've, I've had to do a lot of their newsletters for the businesses um so it's okay i still think mailchimp is gives from a design point of view and and that's not a plain text obviously it, mm-hmm. i i think mailchimp seems easier and gives more options but um but active has been fine active is okay i think active is really good when you have a uh, trigger campaign so when you want someone to get an email after a certain action Whereas Mailchimp can, for me had limited uh, triggers. Yeah, you're right, and we are doing that. Um, we had a, an, an event, obviously had to cancel, but we were able to set up the trigger invite to say, okay, we send the invitation to anybody, you know, to people, and then we send people who is RSVP, blah blah blah, blah and stuff like that. So, I uh, oh, just one, just quickly before you go, one thing you might find useful. I don't know if you've heard of Captera. Uh, and this software comparison. So basically, if you were thinking about Zoom versus Skype or Mail Mailer versus Mailchimp. It's quite a good uh, user user reviewed and trusted way of comparing software. Everything in the chat. Do I yeah, have put, to co- copy that, or does, will that come with the notes? Um, I can add. Hold on one second. I'll put a note for myself to copy the chat um, into the comment box. If you yeah. So that that'll be on on the web page. Um, so the. The web page you can find under my my resources. Let me just close. Okay. So if you go to my site and then resources, okay. it will just be in there. Okay. And then I'll put every all the the links and everything in there for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Uh, it might be a good idea if we're encouraged to say that one thing or one or two things that we'll implement uh, from the training to our business, mm-hmm. and then we can feed back on it the next for the next session. Yeah, that'd be great, actually. I mean, yeah. so the, um, the next session, a few people have said to do a few productivity tools. So I'll be looking, I don't know if you know uh, Canva or Bitly, any of those. I of- use Canva a lot. Yeah, I love Canva. I'm, I'm a big Bitly. Canva fan. I used to be Adobe and now Canva does 80% of the work for 20% of the time. It's really yeah. nice. Like, nice it's and easy. awesome. I love it. Um, actually, so yeah. Yeah, if you can join uh, next Friday, there'll be a part on Canva. So it'd be good to get your input. That would be a good subject, that one. Actually, the other yeah. thing might be a bit of fun, because I've seen these in the past. Uh, in Facebook, you'd have Facebook polls mm-hmm. where you get these little pictures where it goes across about the favourite subject. Yeah. You might want to do that, say, every so often, saying well, what subject would like to be have covered, you know, mm. a, a going poll. Let me just, um, I'm just going to test that now to see how it looks on Zoom. Um, but yeah, so you... Is, I mean, do you think Friday at two o'clock is a good time? Is that convenient yeah, for both? I know that's, everyone's... That's, that suits me. That suits me. 
Uh, Friday is the day I now keep for my small bits and pieces rather than oh, yeah, me too. So me too. Smart admin day. I've been taught the uh, the pebbles and sand approach. So Friday is my sand day, catching right. up with bits of work. Yeah, because you know, Anthea, when people talk about, it, I mean, this information can be overwhelming, can't it? it can be because there's so much to do. So if we can commit to doing a couple of things, um, that will take, the, over, that will take well. the overwhelm around. Um, sorry, that will take the overwhelm away and just help us to focus on you know, just a couple of things. Definitely. So um, as you said, I'm just going to write the notes in the chat so we have them. Um, commit to one or two things to try by the next week. Come back. <clears throat> so are we finishing up now yeah just unless you have any, anything else i think we're all good yeah, um, i'm all just good. making taking those notes <laughs> and so obviously i have all a right. poll was there anything else you wanted to add before we just sign it off actually another future one uh is obviously because we're now doing a lot more remote work and working from home we have less opportunities uh, to hand out things like flyers mm. and uh, business cards is what would be like the uh, remote working equivalent of it. I think Shaper, I don't know if you know the app called Shaper, S-H-A-P-R, uh, that's a really, really good little networking app. S-H-A-P-R. Um, it only works on mobile, I think, but it's kind of like LinkedIn speed networking, if you can imagine. And maybe an idea which could actually get a lot of uh, traffic to your website is one big problem with social media and online presence is that it's like a completely different language to English. Mm -hmm. That having a kind of a, what does it all mean kind of glossary or dictionary. That's that a might good be idea. Actually, you might want to actually draw business yourself on that one. To be, I mean, that's something because I like I'm not technical in terms of development, but I've obviously been doing it for about nearly 15 years. So all of these kind of words and acronyms and stuff, I'm quite used to. But I think to help people, it'd be, it'd be really good. So maybe things like B to B, B to C, SME, all of these acronyms. Yeah. And maybe it's like a lie describing what, like mentioned about I think about 10 different packages today. Mm -hmm. And sometimes my eyes just kind of glaze over. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a learning curve. Like once you, for uh, for a lot of people, once you look at the package, use it for an hour. Like Canva, for example, Canva can seem really overwhelming. Yeah. I'm sure Marva's now confident to like jump in and just start creating um creating design work with it. Oh, I love it. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 Steve. Bye. Bye.